This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Bizarre Conspiracies. My name is Eric Patino, and with me as always is... Conrad Toll. Have I got a story for you. Bigfoot coming home for Christmas. All right, so this story was originally posted on YouTube by PacWest Bigfoot channel, and it was submitted by a lady named Jill. But this story was posted December 27, 2016. So it goes... My husband and I, well, we are newlyweds, when our encounter with Bigfoot happened during the Christmas season up around the lake in Central Oregon. Here's our account and story. Our account, by the way, is true. This is what my husband and I saw, and what we experienced while on a belated honeymoon slash Christmas getaway. And no, this did not deter us from the future plans we were making to move to this part of the country at all. Not even a little bit. Actually, it gave us more of a reason to relocate and live here, as you will soon understand. My husband and I were orphans. It was crazy to meet someone like him, who was, like me, from an adopted home. We met at a school after my adopted parents relocated to the Bay Area. Come to find out a week later, we would also attend the same church as well. My parents are loving awesome parents, and they have raised a pretty well-rounded daughter, I believe. Did great in school, led a home Bible study, and ended up with a degree in marketing. My husband ended up in a very loving home as well. His parents were also believers who loved him and gave him every advantage some orphan children never get to experience. So, because of that, he became an organizer for a large Christian outreach program for orphan children around the world. It keeps him at home, but from time to time, he does have to leave for a few days or so at a time. Thus the reason for the belated honeymoon slash Christmas. As I said, we both had a lot in common. Faith, fun, music, movies, and a love for the great outdoors. We loved the Pacific Northwest especially. It was this love for the outdoors that led us to an unexpected run-in with this animal or creature called Bigfoot. It was Christmas time, nearly a decade ago. We had been married for almost a year at this time. We opted for a December wedding because we were winter freaks, I suppose. And I do not want to wait any longer. Besides, Christmas and anniversaries sound great together. 
He had to be gone for a few days right after our wedding, so we promised each other another belated honeymoon and a Christmas in the Pacific Northwest, preferably Oregon, Central Oregon. That brings me to our encounter. Something rather frightening but interesting all at the same time. And yes, it gave us a Christmas and belated honeymoon we would never forget. Central Oregon it was, Lake Odell to be exact, our one year anniversary. Our parents would meet us up there right before Christmas Eve, but we would be there for a whole week before and a few days after Christmas. We wanted at least 10 days of just enjoying each other and God's green earth together. Well, it turned out to be white earth with all the snow. That was fine with us. As a matter of fact, we were into sledding and even cross-country skiing. So with everything packed, including skis, we set off for a long drive. What I do know for a fact, it took us hours upon hours to get there, but by nightfall we made it, all safe and sound. I have to say, it was even more beautiful than I expected, even as the sun was almost gone and I could only see so far. I could make the outline of the surrounding mountains, the lake that looked like it had frozen edges, and some lights from a couple cabins that must be in use nearby. There were not a lot of cabins, I've noticed, just a couple from what I could tell, but then again, there were so many trees everywhere, who could really tell? Our cabin was just off site of the lodge, yet within the shelter cove section. Within a few minutes, we made it to the cabin. We were exhausted and decided to just unpack really quick and turn in for the night. Of course, we could not sleep just yet, so we grabbed some hot tea and enjoyed the warmth of the fireplace. The first night was quiet and uneventful. It was not until the next day that some odd occurrences and weird things would be noticed and experienced. I was up the first thing in the morning. I grabbed a few things we forgot from the car and got the skis off the rack and leaned them up against the cabin on the front porch area. I decided to take a quick walk with a hot cup of coffee down by the edge of the lake about 50 feet from the cabin. As I came to the edge of the lake, I noticed I was correct. The lake was frozen to about 20 or so feet out from the shoreline. I also noticed I was not the only visitor to this part of the lake. I noticed footprints. At first, it took me a few seconds to grasp what I was looking at. I even pulled my head and looked around. I remember wondering who in the world is running around this place barefoot. It was around 30 degrees out that morning. Clear skies, but 30 degrees. I did not notice if there were overly large at the time or not. All I could really make out was the front half of each foot. Trust me, it was frozen solid down by the lake. Any impressions at all would have been from someone or something very heavy. That was the weird part at the time that made me think for a minute. I looked around at my surroundings a bit, and then I looked back at the footprints that led along the edge of the lake towards the lodge. It was a little odd, I thought, but that was it. I just thought it was odd. I told my husband over breakfast, and he, like me, agreed that there must be one not-so-smart cookie up there this week. <laughs> The rest of the day was spent having fun, of course. It was midweek, so the crowd was sparse at best, which was fine by us. I have to say, the couple running the resort were awesome folks. We had told them about this being our belated honeymoon and our first real Christmas together. With that, they had brought us a Christmas tree and some ornaments for it. It was a sweet gesture. We took full advantage of that. 
We trimmed the tree, ate dinner, and decided to take a walk down by the lake right before it got dark. We walked along the shore away from the lodge in a northeasterly direction. It was then that we thought we heard a whistle coming from the woods above us. It whistled a second time, and you couldn't mistake it. Someone was whistling in the woods. My husband thought nothing of it, only mentioning it was probably just a person passing by. As we walked, the whistle kept coming, not constantly, but every few minutes or so. Back in the cabin, once again, we turned in for the night. The next morning, as usual, I woke up before my husband, not wasting a minute up there. I filled up my coffee cup and headed out the door for a walk along the lake while my husband slept. As I barely got past where we parked the car, I noticed footprints in the snow again. This time they were fresh. I was out there yesterday and would have noticed them. These, however, were rather large, I noticed, and the length between them, the stride, was longer. I would wait until my husband woke up and showed him, so I continued my walk. This time that morning, I did feel a little off while on my walk. I felt like I was being watched. My husband, being the sweetheart he is, called over to the lodge to let them know what we found. It was a husband and wife team by chance that ran the place back then, and the husband came over to check on it. He joked about it, but he did mention Bigfoot. We all laughed about it, of course, but he did say that there had, over time, been reports of sightings of the creature around the area. But he assured us that he had never seen one and personally didn't even believe that they even existed. To this day, I believe he was telling us the truth. I think he had never heard anything or noticed anything while he and they were there. We all shook it off to be somebody messing around, but who it was could not be anyone staying here at the time. The other couples were older folk for the most part. Either way, he said we would keep an extra eye out and that we should too. It was my husband that woke up in the middle of the night two days later. He was wide-eyed and fully awake. No, he was not frightened or scared at all, but he was fully alerted and dragged me out of bed and over to the window in the kitchen. He propped open the window just a little bit. The cold night breeze almost hurt to tell you the truth, but he insisted and I just stood still and listened. There was howling, but not from a dog, not that type of howl, more like a deep, almost screaming howl coming from the mountains behind the cabins. Later, about a month later, listening to some recordings I found online, I can honestly tell you it was a Bigfoot howling. The sounds were freaky in a weird way, chilling kind of a way. After a few minutes, and at the behest of me to shut the window, my husband reluctantly did so. We chatted again for a bit before we both fell back to sleep. Mine and my husband's parents would be there in just a few days to spend the last four days with us. Of course, they would all be in the cabin next to us, well not right next to us, but about 40 to 50 feet away from ours. The footprints and the howling were making me feel uncomfortable. Not for my safety or any real reason like that, but looking back, now I do. 
But then it was just a feeling of being uncomfortable. With my parents being there to experience these weird things. At the time, we were about to spring it on our folks that we would, inside a year, be moving to Central Oregon. I wanted nothing to make them feel any more worried about that and including Bigfoot. Well, as far-fetched as Bigfoot seemed to me at the time, it would be a little bit of an issue. The rest of the day, I decided to let it go. I put Bigfoot out of my mind and started focusing on getting things ready and getting some skiing in with the husband. There were no more weird feelings of being watched or howls at night after that night. However, footprints were still being found all over the place, and some came pretty close to the cabin, our cabin. Well, the parents would be there the next day, the day after my husband and I realized how real this Bigfoot species is. Christmas Eve, it was the weekend, and we decided to get some cross-country skiing in. It was a clear day, the snow had stopped, and the skies were clear and would be for the next few days to come. No creepy feeling came that day I remember. But then again, there were a lot of people enjoying the snow that whole weekend. Like many animals, maybe being a little fearful of weary humans runs deep with this species as well. Some of the stories I hear seem to fly in the face of that belief. But when you see things, and you know they are there, well... I think I would rather not be involved with people, for the most part at least. But back to the day, it was great, all of it, and I was having a great Christmas vacation and honeymoon. And to tell you the truth, a part of me was a little thrilled with the footprints and the howling going on. It made it just that much more of an exciting place to be. However, excitement would turn into less excitement and more of a cautious interest and a massive shock at first. We had dinner. I made some cookies later for dessert with some hot cocoa with peppermint. We were wrapping gifts from our parents when I noticed some movement near the kitchen window. Mind you, the kitchen window was rather high off the ground and large, much more large than you expect for a rental cabin in the woods. Whatever it was, I could not see the streetlight down the way towards the lodge like I usually could do through that window. Something was blocking it. As I looked out the window, it only took a few seconds, and then all of a sudden, I felt a sense of shock go right through me. I grabbed my husband's arm tightly, I remember. He even made a sound, saying it was hard. He followed my gaze at that moment out the kitchen window. I have seen film of Bigfoot since then, and I have to say, there was a film of one walking through the forest. I believe by a forest service guy it was, except I could see the face and the upper torso, most of the upper torso. What I do know for a fact was that this thing was slightly bent down looking through the window itself. Its face was not human, but it did have a human likeness to it. The report of an ape-like nose, I can understand, however, it was not smashed down like a great ape. You could see a sort of rounded nose that was larger than the typical ape smashed in nose. The face was long, and the eyes were huge, but it had a ton of wrinkles around them. Between the red eye shine and the wrinkles, this is what made this thing looking truly scary. Its mouth was huge, and I could even see some sort of teeth between the large lips. The skin was dark gray. Not gray, but 
a darker gray, like a real dark stormy sky before a bad storm. It had no ears, and the hair seemed to be dark brown. There was little hair between the nose and the lower forehead area. We got a good look at this thing. Perhaps it was just frightened and wanted to eat us. I don't know. I don't think anyone is in the head of these things. She means that nobody understands what they're thinking, and I agree uh, with her on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They're such a unusual, mysterious creature. It's hard to get in their mind. How much do they understand, you know? Right. Don't know what they're thinking. It blinked once and then turned and walked off. We immediately jumped up, locked the front door, and I shut off the lights. We had no gun at the time, so we were rather frightened for our own safety because of that fact. We stood there for about another three to four minutes just staring out the window, talking about what we had just saw. While in the middle of talking, or whispering more like it, that creature, that Bigfoot, came back into view, except closer to the tree line about 30 yards from the cabin. It was tall, but compared to me, anything was tall. But this thing, well, this thing had to be at least 8 feet tall, or even taller. My husband, the next morning, would say around 7 to 7.5 feet tall, comparing it to the tree that it was standing next to. It was visible because of the street light near the lodge, casting a backlight on it. Well, anyways, it was getting late, just after midnight by that point, and the parents would be there that following day. While we eventually did fall asleep, it was not until after a cup of hot tea and some time to process what we had just seen. So, yeah, that is Bigfoot coming home for Christmas. That is a good one. And I, I'm pretty sure that that is a, a true Bigfoot sighting. Oh, I think so as well. One of the things that made it, that stood out to me, is the fact that she mentioned that it was only half footprints down by the river. Mm. Which, I don't think that that's something that somebody who was faking it would have would thought. Ha would say, yeah. Yeah, they would have been like, yeah, it was a full footprint. But yeah, the half footprint thing does... I don't know 100% how Bigfoot walks, but I don't think it is his unusual or would be unusual at all for them to be walking like that to try and prevent or limit the contact with the ground to keep their foot warmer. Because I imagine that Bigfoot does have a little bit of an issue <laughs> with uh, getting cold toes. Uh, just yeah, like I would imagine. Regular people because we suffer more from our feet getting cold than say a dog does because th there's just less surface for a dog that makes contact proportionally as well as overall also they have thicker feet which oh, yeah. has thicker skin on the bottom of their feet which does act as a little bit of an insulation which i guess i imagine a bigfoot has a really tough foot too can i just uh, say uh locking the cabin doors after seeing bigfoot out your window is not going to stop him from getting in your cabin if he wanted to uh, it would add a little bit more rigidity to the door but not really. <laughs> I mean, maybe it'll uh, give you a few extra minutes to maybe get no, out of the cabin, no, like through a window or something. But no, it's like adding a fence in front of a buffalo. What you're hoping to do is to discourage it by putting a little more resistance in its way, making it go, eh, it's not worth it. If it decides to come through that door, it's not going to slow it down. It's just going to knock that thing wide open. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I love that Bigfoot story. We haven't had a Bigfoot story in a while. Well, we've had a few, but none that were that good. There's a few. I think the last one that we had was definitely leaned more towards the hoax side. 
Mm, right. Yeah, I would give this story maybe like an 8 out of 10. It was it was really good. And Oregon is a hot spot for Bigfoot. That's for sure. I think I've been to Central Oregon, and it's definitely better than the West Coast. The Eastern <laughs> side is better than the West side when it comes to Oregon. But yes, a Bigfoot coming home for Christmas. I hope you've enjoyed that special little Christmas story. Final conclusions, Conrad? Man, it makes me want to go find Bigfoot. Uh, Would you really want, want to encounter a Bigfoot? I want to get close enough to touch a Bigfoot. Goodbye, Conrad. Is <laughs> <laughs> it possible have a pair of pliers and try and pull out a few hair stems mm. so you get the hair... So if you find me dead in the forest and I have a pair of pliers in my hand with hair in it, <laughs> send that, that to, is why. to a <laughs> send that to a, some sort of a lab and tell them it's Bigfoot hair. Well, it's on uh, record. Well, thank you for listening to Bizarre Conspiracies. If you want to email me or Conrad, you can do so at bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. That's all one word, bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. Also, if you like this content and you want more of it, there's a lot on Patreon. We upload monthly exclusive episodes to Patreon, full episodes. We also introduced a brand new format to our show called Podcast Shorts. That could be anywhere from 5 to 10, maybe even 15 minutes. That might be pushing it. But there are shorter episodes, and it's just like a normal one, mm-hmm. packed with a bunch of good topics. UFO, I think I did one on UFOs. I, I did another one on Bigfoot recently on there. So if you want to go check that out, there will also be a link down in the description below. And the best part about it, it's only a dollar a month. That's it. Our prices aren't going to change. I'm going to keep it that way. So, yeah, thank you for listening. And as always, we will catch you in the next episode.